Some people are not going to like this, but the majority of the people, and I think it might be as much as 75% of the people in the United States hate their job because of middle management. Middle management will never hire anybody that might threaten their position. And I've got some stories to tell you about that. Here I make one page newspaper article in um, Jacksonville Journal on how wonderful my customer service training program is. Uh, we worked on workforce training grants, front page newspaper articles, and um, uh, unbelievable. Tried to call AT&T. I've got videos, and it's on the website, of, of the vice president of operations and senior management, what they've gotten out of this program. <clears throat> Please listen to their comments. One even says, I'd be willing to have money taken out of my paycheck to make someone make sure someone else goes. So, you know, with that, I was told to approach Atlanta, and I was told I'd never get the contract because it's given out to the brother-in-law. Okay, the fraternity brothers, the, the brother-in-laws, I get the jobs, and I know how it happens. I was dating the, uh, I was a room clerk at the Waldorf Astoria, uh, well, actually, I opened up the uh, New York Hilton as well, the first computerized data processing program that went haywire. But uh, we couldn't check people in or out or take their money because the data system back then uh, broke down. But whatever. And um, just waking up the inner soul and to remind people who we really are. Where do we come from? And hopefully where we're going to return to. It's all about love, not hate. This is this is your eternal salvation we're talking about. This isn't how, who has the biggest mansions and who's the president of this country or that country, whether you're a religious leader or cleric of, of various... Uh, Religious organizations, including the Pope and all these other people like Queen of England. No. Just because you grew up thinking that way, that they were special. No. But I don't blame them. That's how they grew up. <clears throat> Children of royalty are treated like royalty. Children of the average American citizens are treated like shit. How many times have you been in a house and, you know, the, the kids are screaming at each other and the parents are screaming, F you this and, you know, this should never had you and blah, 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 and you're an effing whore and, you know, and, you know, these children are little. They're like four and six years old. When they grow up, do you know what they're going to do? They're going to be screaming at their children and grandchildren, too. So isn't it about time you, you broke the pattern in your family and find out who you really are and how did you become so rich? It's all how you grow up and what you think. But now the queen and, and all the leaders... I'm here to remind them all, all humanity on the face of the earth, 
we're all going to die. That's a fact. I don't care if you're frozen or whatever. We're all going to drop our bodies. We're here for such a short time. Our mission was to come back here, love God by loving our fellow man, don't get caught in Satan's Babylon and the consumerism world, which we've been programmed to. This is this is a, a programming from some of the smartest people in the world on how to take over the government. How's an ant eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Right now, I got free download uh, books on my website, which is professorcasper.com. And I just talked to George Floyd's uh, uh, attorney's uh, secretary this morning, uh, telling him how I've written this book and want to get the Floyd family uh, involved in it. And I, it, I'm not making money off of it. I want to donate it all to the Floyd family. <clears throat> it's up to them. You know? But I'll also give them my program where you get government grant, government uh, workforce training programs. Seven, it's a sales training program, social skills, how to deal with people. One week program, $795 per person. Then we limit the classroom.
Okay. Oh. I have a hard time breathing. I'm, I'm still here. I just have a hard time breathing. I have one lung. I was attacked by, I believe, the Pebble Police Department. After I told them that a city council meeting, one-third or one-fourth of the police force is corrupt. I woke up a few weeks later in the hospital in splints. Just in there for 10 days, infectious disease doctor has no idea what I was poisoned with. Come on, folks, wake up. You could be making $1,000 a day or 5000 a day. <clears throat> Don't let all these people that have, have sacrificed their lives for us to be this far and, and you give up. You don't think we could take the country back. You like being enslaved. Some people like staying in prison. I know I've been a, cha a chaplain in prison. Actually, I started the very first transitional program in uh, uh, CFRC, Florida State Prison. Prisoners don't go back to prison, but they didn't like my program. And they tell you, this, is, this is asinine. Okay, they want this $49 billion industry. No, the citizens need to come together and take back the country. It's really that simple. You know, and there's one person I would trust, one of my former clients, who handles one of the intelligence agencies for the, um, I believe it's the Air Force. I'm, I'm, you know, anyway, uh, that person I would trust to, to set up a computer system so we all, all could have a direct connection and cast our votes. If they could do it for Stars Night and who's the best singer and all that, Let's let's talk on TV and and have people cast their vote or call in or whatever they do. And should we do this or do that? Let's let's go back why the original Coliseum was built. It was built so that it was Senatus Populus and Romulus, Senate and the people of Rome would meet to discuss the uh, uh, politics and laws of that day. They all had input. When Caesar came to power, he started entertaining them. Gladiator fights, battleship fights, blah, blah, blah. And they stopped meeting, the Senate stopped meeting with the people and they isolated themselves. They passed all these laws to make themselves rich at the expense of all these poor people's taxes. Taxes are sacred. These are what people are, you know, that's our actual tithing. And you're mismanaging all this tithing. We all need to have come together under one roof, have citizens' commissions over all aspects of government, period. You know, you don't even know what your rights are. They don't teach civics anymore in school. We, the people, are in control, Okay. Let's, let's get a couple of million signatures and I'll approach to the Supreme Court and tell them we want citizens' commissions over all aspects of government. And we'll set out reasonable laws and penalties, prison if we catch you, 
Government contracts, only 10%. They're making all the subcontractors are making 40% profit. Pass it on to the consumer. Pass it on. The contract at the uh, mobile shipyard, if the contractor doesn't get the material and everyone has to stop work, the contractor gets paid like, I, I, I don't know, I, I forget how many thousands a day. But the contractor is the one that's supposed to order it. Well, he doesn't order it. So, you know, that these job overruns, come on, this is ridiculous. I was a cost plus builder in St. Petersburg, Florida. I had uh, $18 million under contract under cost plus 10. Hey, I'm happy with 1.8. Any business that's getting more than 10% profit is not a profitable, is not profitable the way the Lord is. Make a reasonable profit and then Everyone should have uh, joint ownership and get rewarded. Profit sharing. <coughs> Total honesty in business. Anyway, looking for people that will uh, want to teach my program and you get the government grants and I'll show you how to do it. This is not brain surgery. It's all about how to communicate with each other and how to put that higher being first and, and how to work towards our eternal salvation or damnation depending on the choices you're going to make right now. You want to do it God's way or you want to do it your way? I ask for no money. <coughs> Don't need money. The good Lord takes care of me. Oh, I was making... I worked free for U.S. Home in 1985. The dean from the University of South Florida came in every day and I worked for three weeks. And he wrote an article and published in the Small Business Development Journal that um, sales increased 1,000% in 21 days. Uh, it was in the Tampa region, Tampa division of U.S. Home. Steve Huffner was the operations president. And... Um, Anyway, they hired me the next day at $1,000 a day. <coughs> About 1987, I get a phone call at one of the U.S. Home Offices in Washington, D.C. And the person said, my name is Stuart Miller. I'm a small builder in Miami, Florida, and I'd like to pay you double whatever U.S. Home is paying you. And I said, well, they pay me 1000 a day. He says, I'll pay you double. But wait, before I commit, tell me the division president's name and also the phone number. And I told him Bruce Kleinberger, gave him the phone number. I go back to the sales meeting and the secretary says, I'm sorry, but that guy's on the phone again. And Stuart said, well, you're hired. How soon could you start? Anyway, my deal with all the companies, uh, number one, I represent the stockholders. Okay, I'm going to look objectively at, at everything. I'm going to report. Normally, the only people that hire me are either the very competent presidents, CEOs, or the boards themselves. Actually, if you were to ask Stuart Miller today, and which I never did ask him, how did he get my name? Okay. 
Well, you know, pay me 2000 a day. The president of the company, the CEO, whoever the top dog is, everyone has to attend the seminar. We do a three-hour Monday morning. We're all working as a team. And then I go out. It's all about communication and expectation factors. Then I go out to the individual sales offices and to the individual models. And now I'm going in there for the very first time. And in the models, this is some of the stuff that I see. Like the salespeople's leftover lunch from yesterday or the Olive Garden in the refrigerator. Uh, nothing for the guests. No, they're not a unit. This is a guest coming out to your property. And, you know, salespeople are not aware. Or, you know, we, we don't think. We only grow up in one culture. Okay, and most salespeople have been trained in real estate. Uh, the sales training goes like this. Here's the keys. Here's the phone. God bless you. You're on your own. And mainly everyone's taught about how to go out and get listings. Well... I'm different. I worked for the man that had real estate license number two in the state of Florida, Joe Baum, and his wife, Ida Baum, had license three, and she actually started the Women's Board of Realtors Association. Um, anyway, I was taught by the best, so I just want to share with you the knowledge that I've gotten, my mentors. I could have been vice president of U.S. Rubber. Okay, please, these are lessons in life that we're all going to be held accountable at the judgment bar. I'm dating Dorothy Russ. I'm engaged. Well, I'm, I'm dating her. Her father's the chairman of the board of U.S. Rubber Corporation. He's the one that put the big bladders in the uh, airplanes or helicopters where they could drop the water and um, you know, try to squelch out the fire. Anyway, we get engaged, and it's like, okay, Lou, uh, you're going to go to, uh, uh, to college. You're going to take this, this, this. When you come out, you're going to become vice president of the corporation. Wow, I'm going up the ladder just because I'm like marrying Dorothy. And let me tell you, I was madly, madly in love with her. Madly in love and still am. But uh, I don't even know if she's alive anymore. Inglewood, Cliffs, New Jersey. And the, the father was really, really cool. You know, the very first time I met him, and this is a lesson in business learned. The very first time I met him was at the, we met for uh, dinner at the Plaza, a hotel in New York City. And at the Plaza has Redwood China, Fine Linen, Blah, blah, blah. So Mr. Russ, um, uh, which I always called him that, to show respect. As soon as we sat down, it says, like, well, nice to meet you. And uh, how many times do you think, uh, how many seats in, in, in the house? And I looked around, and I, I don't remember the numbers. It was like 150. How many times do you think they turn it over? Well, two times. What's the, uh, and he snaps his fingers and asks for a menu. And he says, uh, what's the average price of the food here? And I told him, how much do you think it costs? How much do you think the electricity? How much do you have to pay in taxes? I mean, he's asking me these questions, and he takes out his big old fat 
magic marker, felt tip pen, and he's writing all these answers down on the linen tablecloth. And I'm shocked. I'm waiting for these waiters in their tuxedos or uh, uniforms, whatever, to come over and they didn't say a word. And he, he just like the guy was so cool, told me how to think in detail. And the other part of me, <coughs> instead of uh, being programmed in school, I wound up working full time at the Waldorf Astoria in New York City at the age of 15 years old. <coughs> By 17, I was 15 or 16 to 17, I was a relief assistant manager. During the World's Fair, the hotel was overbooked. We didn't have computers back then. So I was a kid. I you know, didn't bother me, people screaming at me, and people didn't scream at me because I'm the kid. But just dress up like royalty. They had the gray uh, striped pants, the like the tuxedo jacket, the, the cummerbund, the little desk in the lobby with the gold eagles and blah, blah, blah. But I had a great time. Actually, I've been encouraged to write a book. Uh, I grew up at the Waldorf Astoria. The stories I could tell are just unbelievable. You know, just a lot of things I like to do, but with this stroke, I'm very limited. I only got one alone. I've uh, been attacked by a couple of cops, and um, let's see, that was in Pueblo. When I told the city council that over there, their police force was corrupt, a few weeks later, I wound up in the hospital. Ten days, infectious disease doctor I had no idea what I was poisoned with. Get out of the hospital, the very first thing I would call, I called the fire department. What happened? They were canceled. The police department was canceled. So they also invited me to speak at the Rotary Club a few months after that. And so the police chief uh, walking into the Rotary Club. And at that Rotary Club, uh, let me regress, regress for a second. I told them I was a, used to be a cop and I would never do the job again for less than $100,000 plus great insurance. And I screamed at them for uh, uh, all the nonprofit foundations having uh, millions and millions of dollars. And, and I have to read how a person freezes underneath the woman freezes underneath the bridge and two vets freeze in the park. How how hard? Sam without pity. Come on. I know you guys are living luxury houses and there's one guy in town that gets federal grants for for uh renovating a building, you know, I don't know, a couple million dollars. He doesn't even own the building. He's improving someone else's property, but he has a big house and cars and all that stuff and, and living in Pebble West. I mean, it's, it's illegal, you know, you know. And they think they're religious. You, that's our sacred tax dollars. That's our tithing money you're wasting. You are going to be held accountable. You decide if you, is internal life more important than this material, corruptible life that you're leading? You know, the world leaders need to look within themselves. And, and even if you don't believe in a God, you could start off by saying, if you do exist. I want to feel the 
warm burning in my heart. I, I, I want to feel your presence in my heart. If, if you do exist, if I feel that presence, I will be humble enough and I will humble myself enough to be teachable. We all need to learn how to share and love one another and stop all these chemicals in our bodies and shortening our lives. I love you, my brothers and sisters. Take, uh, take a look at the website, Professor Casper, like the friendly ghost, or friendly spirit, ProfessorCasper.com. You can look about my, my program, and that's the one I'm looking for teachers to teach. All about the psychology of communication. Look at all the references, blah, blah, blah. Go to um, community link on top, community service. Watch the video of the homeless hotel. The homeless people don't go back to the streets. Actually, we train them at the hotel how to run it. And then they identify the drug dealers who are trying to get them back into the streets. And also we identified the corrupt cops in Mobile. That was the, right that night I reported it. That was the first attempt on my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The corruption in Mobile is just unbelievable. But we'll leave that for another time. And when I was there, I could, I'm on a bus and the bus driver is showing another transient worker or another bus driver holding a picture of President Obama. And I, I you know, sitting right by him, I said, excuse me, where'd you get the picture? He said, well, what do you want to know for? Ma'am, he's my president too. I mean, people have grown up racist. That's Satan. We're all brothers and sisters. You've been, your spirits are millions of years old. You've been black, you've been white, you've been Asian, you've, you've been male, female. You know, you, some of us carry over the traits in, in the next incarnation. Why are you afraid of the dark? Because you've been there many, many times. Still haven't learned your lesson. Love God first. Stop with all this trinkets and silver and gold and diamonds that are, you know, watch the movie Blood Diamonds. How could you, you're going to be held accountable because children are dying so you could have a diamond? Isn't it also insanity that you've been programmed to have a child, raise him until he's 18 years old, then turn him over to the military to get killed or maimed? But you're, you're programmed to be proud of him. And subconsciously, you don't want blood on your hands. Let him go fight your battles. He's younger. You don't want to die. He doesn't know any better. That's the message, meta message, that they plant inside your mind. He's your son. Don't let Satan destroy the family. Look what he's done over the past 70 years. 
I I am the happiest person alive. I, I I just laugh most of the day or some of the day. But then I realize that I'm I'm still connected in this human form to you. And you are my brothers and sisters, all of you, the good guys, the bad guys, the gang members. God doesn't want to lose any of us. Change. Put your weapons down. Start helping people. Make up for all the sins that you've committed, like I'm doing. It's called payback time. You know, and, and you know, if you don't act today, it may be too late to take the United States over again. You have no idea how the country's been infiltrated. And I've told the story in other seminars. I'd be, I, Paula Hawkins was the Secretary of State for Senior George Bush. I'd be sitting in her office at home. <coughs> Pardon me. And she, I mean, I'd be to fly back every Friday night from Washington, D.C. Well, when I was up there with U.S. home. And, um, I'd be overhearing the conversation. She, she, I wish I'd leave the room. So president's phone. No, no, no. You know, say. And the conversations that I've heard was about the subversiveness going on. How how there's cells in the United States, even up to the CIA, that are communist. That a slow Machiavellian plan was was in place. That. Uh, you know, the same drugs to make people complacent given by the uh, Nazis to the Jews is the same drug. China signed a contract with the United States, which is the most toxic runoff from an aluminum factory, which screws up your brain, turns it like a rock, bypasses your normal thinking, stops your spirituality and creativity. Drug called fluoride. Clean up your brain. That's all I'm asking for 30 days. Don't need your money. Don't want your money. Don't want your pity. Okay? All I'm asking, you know, same challenge I give the prisoners. Try it God's way for 30 days. Just stop drinking fluoridated water. You have 50 billion brain cells. For one week, drink high-quality mineral water. Oh, it's expensive, but just for that one week, just the mineral water to clean out the aluminum in your 50 billion brain cells. And then also start cleaning out your pineal gland. That, that's the gland, your third eye. That has your connections to your higher power. Read Harvard University. I mean, these scientists back in 1937 figured out a way how to program us through physics, through that electricity. Aristotle taught we're nothing but a habit. Plus you add the fluoride in it, we become like zombies. And we accept slave labor wages. Well, these guys are making billions and billions of dollars. And I can't get an operation. You know, even the insurance company tells me, well, they don't want to approve you yet. Now, this was a stat order from my heart. For uh, AFib, I was bouncing from 40 to like 
95, 185, blah, blah, blah. And um, anyway, yeah, and yeah, the funny part, they wouldn't approve me for the insurance, but I wound up like six or eight times in a 20 or 30 day period in the ERs. Cost them a lot more. It's just asinine people don't think anymore. You grew up a certain way. Like, you know, this is idiotic what we're listening for in Congress. GOP does this and does that, and everyone's still supporting Trump. They signed an agreement. They swore that they would only uh, go on party lines. Well, you know, God does not hold you to that agreement. That's Satan's agreement. There should have never been parties. Our founding fathers did not want parties because they knew they would compete with each other. We're going to stop all the government contracts. 10% period, maximum. It's a cost plus 10. If the contractor goes out and gets all the bids and whatever, and we all sit down together and decide which one is going to be the best. That's simple. You pay U.S. Treasury, whoever pays the subcontractors directly. All I want is my 10% to go towards George Floyd's foundation to keep educating people of who they are and help them get jobs and get back into society. I love you, my brothers and sisters. You have a great day. Thank you.